Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Want to learn from the brightest minds in real estate? Then you'll love our Real Trending Special Edition podcasts. Editor-in-Chief of Content Tracy Bell interviews brokerage leaders, top agents and teams, and industry experts on leadership, recruiting, marketing, and more. Subscribe today at realtrendsinc.podbean.com. This is Tracy Velt, Editor of Content for Real Trends. I'd like to welcome Josh Team, President of Keller Williams Realty in Austin, Texas. Josh comes from a marketing and technology background, and prior to joining Keller Williams, he was Chief Innovation Officer for a marketing services company and Vice President of Technology for a social media solution provider. Taking the reins as president for Keller in 2019, team immediately went to work with goals to achieve operational excellence through effectively using proprietary technology and leveraging its global scale to provide top-tier performance for Keller agents and their clients. So welcome, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll, we'll start. You've got a lot going on with um, the company right now, a new holding company, um, KWX, and then a brand new CEO of that um, holding company and Gary Keller transitioning to executive chairman. So tell me a little bit about that and how it impacts the company. Yeah, so right uh, right before, if you imagine before the announcement, we were about uh, just shy of a dozen different companies, um, mm-hmm. all all in the same ecosystem of, of Keller Williams. But we had our, our mortgage company, we had our worldwide uh, company, we've got the realty organization, we've got uh, the insurance company, we've got our Keller offers, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, with Gary was the... The, the the sole leader of every of all those different companies, and that's just not his passion zone. That's not what he loves to do. He's more he likes to be more in the the vision uh, the, the vision setting and and the visionary that he is. And so, mm-hmm. what the holding company's goal is to do is to help us uh, scale faster and and deliver the the growing needs of our agents and their consumers to create the the great experience. So uh, instead of us all you know having our own finance and legal and, and, and everything we do differently, all of us come into one operating kind of as, as one portfolio, uh, really to let us focus more of our resources and energy on delivering those key experiences for our agents. And Carl's got a lot of experience in helping do that scale up to help us get there. So um, that's, that's the, the why behind the, the holding company uh, is there for, and, and kind of our, our hope is that it can help us achieve our goals at a faster rate than we were before. Okay, great. And has that changed your focus at all? Or are you still um, kind of going on the same path that you had been? Oh, yeah, no real change uh, at all in the focus. Um, um, in fact, uh, when Gary came back as CEO of KWRI, the, the realty uh, company, Co. Williams, um, we had built a plan pretty early on around how um, I could, you know, you know, take that job, uh, uh, you know, from him and, and earn the right to try to have that, uh, that opportunity uh, under his vision and leadership uh, from day one. And so this has all been kind of part of that plan and part of that journey. And uh, we're, our goals, nothing, nothing but our plans or our goals are, have changed. Uh, we're just okay. um, trying to get everything organized across all the different entities working as one. 
Right, definitely. Yeah, well, it's exciting times for sure. And, um, you know, it's, it's depending on how you look at it, it could be exciting times around the country too, although we do have a lot of um, things going on that may not be as positive with COVID and the wildfires and hurricanes and um, civil unrest. So how do you see this kind of unprecedented year impacting how real estate is transacted? Well, um, man, that is a that is a loaded question, as you know, and that's because the the there's so many variables right now. There's so much uncertainty. Um, you know, uh, right now as we're doing this, we have we legitimately have no idea going into next week um, what the what the election is going to give us, you know, next Tuesday night, and will we even know? Who the who the winner is, and there's a lot a lot of speculation. That probably won't know. And so, what does it look like when you've got um, the Fed that doesn't know what the governing policy is going to be, and and what what impact does that have? Uh, what happens? What impact does that have to the economy? Uh, what what will there be more civil unrest around anything that may or may not happen? Um, what's going to happen with the, the shutdowns around COVID? Uh, there's just so much uncertainty right now. Um, that I think it's really it's really hard in, as, as an organization um, to make you have a, your pulse on all of that. I will say though, the the biggest what's interesting one of the interesting insights we're seeing right now in Q3 and Q4 in real estate as as a large is that there's a lot of suppression in transactions in the end of Q1 and Q2. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that you know, but we saw almost a rubber band effect where even through all of that, even through all everything that happened in 2020, um, we're seeing a recovery of that transaction and volume units. And so all that pent-up demand slingshotted now to Q3 and Q4. And so it, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting as we continue to watch this. And I, I believe that um, everything that was going to – all the changes in that were going to happen to real estate – are just getting sped up right now, and all mm-hmm. of this uncertainty and all of these disruptive forces are just going to speed up what may have, may have taken four or five or six years. We're just going to see it continue to compress down in a short time period. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And what advice do you have for agents who may be feeling a little anxious about everything? Um, you know, what what should they focus on? Well, the – Right now, growing your uh, – there's a – this is what we're, we're talking to – we actually formed a, a relationships with uh, – four or five years ago, we formed relationships with, with Google uh, and Facebook and Nextdoor. And, and, and so give me a second to answer your question <laughs> because I want to sure. explain why, why we're going to get – why mm-hmm. I'm making the recommendation I am. We we had a hypothesis that there was going to be you know and Gary actually you know he he, get, he gets made fun of sometimes because he sees so far down the future that it seems a little silly, but he's been pushing us at Keller Williams very hard to be thinking about a digital first experience that the agents driving, and that and so we immediately as the largest real estate company went out and created strategic partnerships with Google which is the largest search engine and Facebook which is the largest largest social uh, platform and we actually meet every year and. That we all do re- research on real estate every year from our different lenses, and we share that, and we come up with strategies and recommendations. And that's why, when all this happened, um, 
uh, earlier this year, we immediately created an initiative uh, where we took all of our training and content at Keller Williams and kind of put it out in the ethos uh, to try to make it more accessible to all agents. We actually put it on Facebook. We created a Facebook page called Pivot Shift Ahead, and we launched mm-hmm. that in the end of Q1 this year. And I, th- I think my, my latest numbers were, were just about 80,000 uh, agents across all brokers have joined that. And the reason reason I'm, I'm answering this is because what we tell everyone in, in that training, what Facebook confirmed, what Google confirmed, and what our data confirms is whoever is in control of leads uh, ultimately gets to control their business. And so, and as we just saw in Q3 and Q4, everything that got compressed in Q1 and Q2, it basically it just shifted that demand to, to recently. And so I believe that's going to continue happening through Q1 of next year. And then whatever happens, whatever Whatever happens over the next field through, through the end of this year because of the things we just mentioned, the pandemic, um, the election cycle, et cetera, that, that's going to have impact in you know, 2021. So all that's right. been said, we've got, to, you've got, to, you've got to know Legion. But here's a, here's a really cool part, I think, is as realtors, um, especially if you're, if you're having anxiety, anxiety about the uncertainty, which is extremely um, understandable, the the people that are touching their database more often will do more transactions and 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 have more business than people that don't. That's just it's proven time and time again. And right mm-hmm. now, the world I think, and this is Josh speaking, but I think the world needs a lot more kindness and love. And so, if, yes. if I was a realtor and, and I wanted to do something, I would just start calling people around my you know my my sphere of influence in my neighborhood in my area and i would just say hey your name came up in my system and i'm just it's crazy times and i'm just reaching out um just checking on you how are you doing how's your family doing have you guys been impacted and i think just being a good human right now is actually aligns with being good business practice uh, as it typically does and i think that that growing your hitting your database and doing it with kindness and love i think will, will pay dividends um over the next six to 12 months yeah, I agree. I um, actually talked to an agent the other day who bought those big, huge happy birthday signs, and she bought like five sets of them, and she goes out every night and puts them up in the yards of some of the people in her database, like she has uh, you know, her top people oh, in her database for their birthdays, and they love it. I mean, it's just one small little thing that you can do to really kind of put a smile on someone's face. So, So, yeah. 100%. I think the kindness yeah. right now goes, goes a long ways. Yeah. And um, I, I think everyone adapting to a virtual market learned quite a few lessons, um, but I'm sure you've also learned some leadership lessons along the way. So what do you find are your top two lessons learned um, that can maybe help other brokers or at least maybe inspire them or, or motivate them? Well, we, um, th- I mean, any organization, I think, has a duty to take care of its people, uh, first and foremost. And um, one of the, one of the uh, things that Keller Williams does, for instance, is we have our KW Cares program. Uh, and so mm-hmm. we've given over you know, 300 grants to agents and families uh, for uh, almost $3 million here to date. Um, we've also uh, invested about a little over $20 million in doing some of the things I was mentioning earlier, which is how we create more accessible uh, content and value to our associates. And so the first and foremost I would say is anytime the world's, you know, in a, in a, in a state it is now, I do think it's incumbent upon all organizations and leaders to figure out how we can 
you know, take care of our people. Um, and the, uh, the, the other component to this is um, when, when we think about um, – when we think about what we've learned about all, you know, everything going virtual and yeah. these transactions going virtual, the, I'll tell you what got really interesting to, to me uh, is there was, this was a stress test for the industry. You know, there's been a lot of speculation around disruptors and a, you know, clicking to buy a home and all this. And so if you think about it for a second, if you zoom out with me, we, we were, we were really interested to see what happened when, Everyone went home, but they kept their jobs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, not, and I'm saying the people, the, the homeowners, for the service industry really has been hit hard with unemployment. But right. when, you look at the, uh, when you look at homeowners, they haven't been impacted yet uh, very, very much from the, from the economic perspective. And so you have these homeowners who are still, still employed that are uh, working from home that, and, and they have all the access to information about real estate on their fingertips you got the record low mortgage rates making your buying power better than ever. And so you have all these ingredients that you really got to, you started, you started to imagine there's a path where man are, are, are you going to see a shift and a change in how people are transacting on real estate? Like that was a real hypothesis that we'd been talking about for ever since I've been in the industry five years ago, that's been a, a thesis out there. And so this was kind of a perfect storm where all of those things were going to be, tested right um and right. what we're actually seeing is that um the agents are being valued uh at, at a higher rate than before we're seeing there's yeah. more people using agent now than before we're seeing younger the younger demographics um uh, rating the value they're getting from their agents at higher levels and what and what what what's evident to me now that we think was, we were speculating before is that we talk about the market. We talk about the real estate as a market, right, on a national level. But the truth is there is no one market. <laughs> that you right. know, Every state right now has its own market. Every, yeah. you know, what's happening with the shutdowns? What's happening with unemployment mm-hmm. and, and, and industry in there? What's happening with the, the political uh, unrest, right? Uh, every city mm-hmm. has its own market. And that goes to all the way down to every family has their own market. And when you start layering in these, these markets of the moment plus – the cities and the and the families, their individual markets, that's where I think the the agent who's belly to belly, eye to eye, hand to hand, they can navigate these families through these uh, these these insane times, are showing up in spades, and that's why I think the data is showing what it is, which is more people are getting more value from agents now than ever before, and, and that that fiduciary relationship uh, is actually extremely important, and that's been stress tested because again. There was a lot of speculation going into this, which is, is that is the agent fiduciary value going to be um, marginalized? And I think that uh, one of my biggest ahas in all this is no. In fact, the, the more uncertainty, the more complexity um, the, 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 we're seeing the opposite take place. So that was a real big insight for, for, for me, at least. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, just talking to a lot of agents around the country, a lot of them really used the kind of stay-at-home order to be more productive and to kind of clean up their databases and really get in touch with people. And and as horrible as the pandemic is, it really, I think, um, kind of drove home the idea that that relationships are everything. 
And um, even in a virtual world, you're still able to build those relationships. 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. And the agent, to your point, the agents who, who lean into that and, and understand that and, and, and figure out ways to, to stay and connect with their database are, will win, and the ones that struggle to do that will, 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 be, will be challenged. Now let's take a quick break to hear some exciting news from Real Trends and our sponsors. Real Trends President Steve Murray has been working with and interviewing real estate leaders for more than 30 years. He's learned a few things along the way about running a successful company, being a solid leader, and more. Find out his lessons learned in his video series, which offers short, insightful messages that shares inspiration and motivation from others in the real estate industry. Don't miss a video. Go to youtube.com slash realtrends to subscribe. Now, back to our podcast. And I've seen a lot more adoption with technology, and that goes to my next question, which obviously you've rolled out a lot of exciting technology tools for your agents and teams. Um, so what's next? What's next um, for Keller Williams in that arena? Well, the, we, um, I, 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 I could bore you with a lot of uh, stats here, and I won't. Uh, I'll spare your, your, you and your audience uh, some of the boring stats. But I will say um, we've been on a, a pretty consistent journey for the last several years trying to build the, uh, the most comprehensive real estate platform in the industry. And we feel pretty confident that we, we've, we've achieved that. We've got about 90,000 agents every month using it. We've, we track about over a million transactions a year. Um, uh, that, that actually go through closing. We've tracked, you know, you know, tens of millions of opportunities that start. We generate millions of leads, et cetera, et cetera. And so we, I say all that to say, we have a pretty strong base foundation now that we can that we can start to do some of the really exciting things. And one of the next themes of our chapter is going to be about community. Uh, and what I mean by that is, um, here's an example. We're talking about leads right now. We're talking about you know, seeing in touch. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, how do you how does an agent know the best way of staying in touch, especially in COVID? Um, right. And one of, the, one of the features we just launched um, last month was uh, we call them smart plan library. And what a smart plan is to us, it's like an action plan or a, an automated step of, of text message, emails, task reminders, phone calls uh, that, that the system either does for you or reminds you to go do if you, if you want to do that. And those are called smart plans. So we created this feature, though, that allowed any one of our 169,000 agents to share a library with each other. And then other people can mm. rate it, tag it, review it, and then implement it into their business. And so we went from having just a, uh, just a little over a dozen plans at KWRI, like the Keller Williams International that we wrote and said, here's, the, here's what you should do. Now, just in a few weeks, there's almost 1,000 smart plans that have been added by other agents that are being tested, rated, reviewed, and, and edited by the, 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 the masses. And so now if you look in our plan and look up like COVID, you're going to see a dozen different plans on how agents are, are doing COVID care follow-up plans. And, and some of those are in Spanish, and some of those are in English, and some of those are about the for, with like coastal cities who are in a different area, and some of those are in the in, in the in the middle of the country. And so the idea is, how does one plus one equal three? And 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 it's really getting into this idea that if we all, if we unlock the potential of our 170,000 agents and have them start sharing best practices, then we can they can start to become. Um, they can start to know how to seize those markets of the moments we were talking about earlier without having to wait on 
uh, a few people in Austin, Texas, or someone else to to write that. That makes sense. Oh, I love that. I, it's kind of like um, you know a, a mastermind group at the next level, and uh, I love the collaboration of it. So yeah, it's actually, that's exactly one of the one of the one of the the things we're seeing is people will actually do a mastermind and they'll say, here's the plan I'm using, here's the plan I'm using, and then people will go into the library and with one click implement that plan into their business. And it's exactly what you're saying, which is how do we put into practice what we're what we what other what other what we know is working today? Like we know this plan mm-hmm. is working today. This is the top agent. And I can hit one button and then I can start implementing that for my business. And and, and that's exactly right. And that to that same to that same effect. Um, we've got a whole, uh, um, you know, script, role play, connecting you with other people across the country thing we're working on. So everything we're doing right now is around, now that we've got this kind of base platform of uh, uh, real estate end-to-end transaction platform, um, how do we start to unlock its potential by creating um, community on top of it so that, that, that our, um, our biggest, our, our best assets are people? And we've got... Yeah. 170,000 of the greatest agents. So how do we unlock their potential and let technology scale that? Yeah, it's that peer-to-peer, um, you know, experience, and it's so important. Um, so I want to shift kind of to the real estate industry in general. So what do you what do you see as your greatest challenge today in business? Man, um, I mean, it's, it's a generic answer, but it's just so real. Uh, forecasting is really hard right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, is, uh, it is extremely challenging to forecast. Uh, and, and the reason that's so important is with any organization of scale or size, actually any organization, but the, the, the bigger you, you are, the more forecasting is important because you deploy capital and people and ideas very early on in a year so that by the time it gets – you know, done and that project's over, you know, it, it might be six, nine months later. And so if you, if your forecast is wrong, then you probably made a wrong decision a long time ago. So it's like playing a very delayed game of battleship. And so forecasting yeah. is really hard right now because there's so much uncertainty. Um, yeah, definitely. But so, so what we're doing is we're, we're forecasting on, on every different scenario. So we're spending a lot more mm-hmm. energy, time, and investment on the front saying what happens in this scenario, what happens in that scenario, what happens in this scenario. And I will say I've got to give credit to, to, to Gary here because the, um, we actually ended up um, in, 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 uh, doing, you know, I really feel like we supported uh, our, our, our people and the, the Kellogg's agents did really well um, in 2020 compared to some of our um, the other brands. And mm-hmm. when we look at the, the why behind that, um, I think it's because, you know, Gary was always pushing us, like I said earlier, to be kind of a digital first organization. And so we had built that platform um, with, uh, uh, as a base, oper- a base operating system um, in Keller Cloud. Yeah. We had built the strategic partnerships with Google and Facebook and um, Nextdoor and, and, and so many others. And so, for instance, when, when things that you couldn't forecast happened, such as COVID, we were the mm-hmm. second company, I believe, behind Redfin right before Zillow that created the virtual showings button on our app. We were the, the first company to um, completely create a, an online training catalog for all agents on social media, um, and we actually had a record um, attendance of our, our mega camp, which was a virtual mega camp. And so what I say all that is 
is even though forecasting is going to be really hard, what, what that means that we have to do better as, an, as a community of, of, of all, of the, all of business owners is we have to adapt quicker to the un, unforeseen. And I think that the organizations that, um, that have built in the DNA and uh, the, the ingredients to be able to pivot quickly and to be able to innovate rapidly to, in, in the face of un, unforeseen circumstances are the ones that you're seeing taking market share and winning right now. And the ones that may, may be more challenged in that area are the ones that are, are struggling. So the greatest challenge today, I think, is um, forecasting, and the best solution to that is making sure you have an organization that can pivot fast. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's especially, I think people learned that during COVID or at the beginning of COVID that if you can't pivot, you're, you're going to die, basically. So um, we'll talk about the flip side of that. Where do you see the most opportunities for brokerage leaders in the coming year? I think, uh, I think, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to get in front of you in my answer there. The, the, that was the, yeah. the, the answer is the, the flip side of that, okay. which is I think we've got yeah. to, I think we've got to, um, uh, Make sure you've got an adaptable organization that can pivot quickly. Mm-hmm. That how long does it take you if you see a new demand, a consumer demand, which is we want virtual showings? Can you get that from idea to production in less than a month? Can you can you reimagine your distribution to your agent communities to to teach them how to be to seize the markets at the moment? Um, we went from generating no, we, Kettle Williams never generated leads for for agents, and we just generated our second two millionth lead for agents. The average price of $1.87 and Google and Facebook are saying it's some of the best costs they're seeing in the industry and some of the best conversions to transactions. And so I say all that the opportunities are the ones who can take new ideas, get them into production, and, 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 get, them, and get them out and operationalized to their agents and the, their consumers as fast as possible. Those are the ones that are going to be able to seize the market because there's so much uncertainty right now. There's so much change happening, and it's the people that can um, help their agents get the most out of those opportunities that that change creates. Those are the ones that uh, are going to, to really prosper, and, and that's going to come from uh, being able to be very agile in, in your leadership style and being able to, to, to quickly uh, to, to move. <laughs> I mean, Great. to give you a little story on this, I'll just tell you, I, mm-hmm. I remember sitting in a room with Gary just a couple uh, years ago, and we built this whole plan, this, this whole, like, we've been working on for a couple of years, we're like halfway through the journey, and in typical Gary, he's like, we got to reimagine this. We got to reimagine. It's like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, we're, we're just, we're, <laughs> and, and there was, there was one, one thing that he saw that was benign to me. I didn't see it, but he saw it and he understood that that, if you continue to, to play that out, becomes a bigger influence into our strategy. And, and so we went back to the drawing board and reimagined it. And all, all, uh, albeit he was, he was right. And those things are starting to bear out truth. And so we were, we'd anticipated that. So constantly asking that question, uh, which is, um, you know, what are we not seeing? And, and, how, and, and, and how can, if something happens that we don't see, how quickly can we pivot? That's the biggest opportunity. I think all, all businesses right now in every category is having, but specifically in real estate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining the Real Trends podcast. I mean, is there is any final words that you have for our listeners? Well, I would say the, the um, 
for any brokerage leader out there, or any uh, franchise organization, the, the one thing that uh, I think we're all best served to do um, is uh, just make sure we stay close to our agents. And one of the things I continue to do is, is ask our, our agent community, you know, what can we do to be a better partner to you? And I think if, um, if we do that, and if, if every other brokerage and, and franchise continues to do that at the high level that, that we all are, then our agents will be served the best. And when our agents are served the best from the data, our consumers then have the best experience. And the best way we can help uh, the industry, the best way we can help consumers is by helping our agents. And so um, the more we do that, the more we all win. Yeah, great, great advice. I, I totally agree. Well, Josh, thank you again so much for, for joining us and taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, be on the Real Trends podcast. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Have a great day. Thank you.